Welcome to my waking nightmare. This episode's going to be a little different because it's not an episode of my waking nightmare. I'm going to be playing the first episode of my new podcast, Two Gleeps, which doesn't technically have a release date yet, but it'll be out soon. Basically, I wanted to have a podcasting project that didn't require me to watch a movie for nearly 158 days in order to successfully create it. So I'm going to give it a try. You can give it a listen. If you decide that you don't like it or you just don't want to listen to it, that's fine. It's not required listening. It'll be on a completely separate feed, so I won't bother you about it too much. I will in the next uh, episode or two let you know uh, when it is released so that way people that do want to listen to it can listen to it but otherwise like i said it'll be completely separate so if you decide it's not for you you don't have to worry about it so without further ado here is the episode of my new podcast two gleeps This funny Gleep gives me the stopwatch. That's what George called him, a Gleep. And this crazy Gleep gave me this watch. <laughs> That's what George called him, a Gleep. Gleep. Um, on VJ Day. It should have been VC Day. What does VJ Day stand for? Oh, like, it's some bold, like, victory of Japan. Where no, we VOJ. They didn't... Let's not get into the minutiae of the naming scheme when we beat the Japanese. And beat the Japanese is in quotes, because I think we nuked... Now, we didn't drop just two. You know, I become nuke destroyer of... Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Oppenheimer. You know. You know. I've heard the news. And, um... I think we nuked all of China. Without some... All... You know, it's... How big is China? How big... Like, area-wise. It doesn't exist. But when it existed. It had to be, like, the second biggest country in the world, area-wise. India's the biggest. <laughs> no, your best population. We're talking about area. <laughs> Russia. Yeah, Russia was number one, and then two is probably Antarctica. China. But no, Antarctica split up into like 30 Norways or whatever. Isn't that all that's done? Or is Norway just one thirtieth of an Antarctica? I think it's more, that would be. But how? then what percentage of Antarctica is Svalbard? Zero. Yeah, I think Svalbard right. is part of Norway. They really messed that one up. Norway should be a, uh, a territory of Svalbard. Why? Spell Why not? Too small. Yeah, but it's way better. There's like four people that live There's there. There's like 3,400, and almost all of them live in Longyear Bean. Why isn't Svalbard a part of Russia is the better question. Oh, that's the interesting thing. Because in World War II, everybody's isn't it like, like way up by Russia? It's not in a good spot. Isn't, isn't Russia almost all of that percentage if you look at a globe there's just a half of that globe that's like hey this is northern russia and then the other half is canada yeah yeah canada's really big that's fr- probably bigger than china if that it might be russia canada china what i'm trying to get to is vj day didn't happen we were never at war with the japanese we and it's too i think it should be addressed especially today with everything statues being removed and stuff i think it'd be politically correct to address back in the 40s we didn't know the difference between Asian people and <laughs> when Japan attacked, quote-unquote Japan, it was the Chinese. And eventually we did learn this. But it was after... It, the, the problem is that there's messages that were given to the public and messages that were known. In the military, the higher-ups knew that China did it. But initially they said Japan did it, and they didn't 
didn't want to take that back to the people because everybody was already putting the Japanese in camps, and you can't be like, no, they they're not the they're, that's the wrong type of Asian. <laughs> <laughs> and really, it was just the American hubris that couldn't admit, hey, we were wrong. We doubled down when we were very wrong. Japanese didn't do anything. What? So so we nuked China, whole country decimated. There wasn't two nukes. There was all of them were. So you're fat saying China men. did exist, but it's gone Once, now. Yeah. Okay. Because now the whole thing is Taiwan, and America still China. America still has not revealed to the people that we were never at war with Japan. That Pearl Harbor wasn't done by the Japanese. That Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Uh, had polio and his eyes were fucked and he couldn't tell the difference between Japan and China and really it's all his fault and we should blame people with polio. There's tons of things historically that the United States is not addressed. So World War II happened, we fought Germany. Yeah, correct. But we didn't nuke Japan, we bombed China. Correct. We we fat-manned China. Fat-manned the whole... (laughs) There's 40 fat men that we sent over to China and they're just gone now. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know. And then Taiwan is like, I guess we'll swing in here Yeah, and take Taiwan it. took that. Op- ultimate opportunist. They swoop in, take over the whole thing. What about the... What's... And that's why the sweatshops are allowed to exist, because the Taiwanese tr- hate the Chinese, and they treat the Chinese like dogs. And the U.S. realizes that that isn't okay. It'd be messed up if a country was doing it to its own citizens. <laughs> but that's why it's allowed. It's because it's not the Chinese doing it to the other Chinese. It's the Taiwanese doing it to the, the remnants of the Chinese. And America can't admit that. They can't admit that all of China is Taiwan. How many years of history is that? Like 80 years of history of the U.S. saying, hey, uh... I mean, it's like 78. It's too something. much to... Yeah, who's, who's counting? Yeah, there was that Nat Geo thing released. It's every time in Walmart now. That'll never leave the magazine stands. Is the 78 year remembrance of Pearl Harbor or whatever? They I think that's every 80. year. It's the 78th year. I think that's 80 because that happened two years before when the Chinese attacked Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> so Pearl Harbor was attacked. I the problem. Yeah, yeah. Americans did die, but once again, polio eyes thought the the Chinese were Japanese. So you're saying Roosevelt was racist, or he just couldn't see, so he couldn't tell. My heart wants to say he was just poor-sighted. I don't think it was an issue of character. My, my good faith wants to say that my president wasn't racist at the time. Yeah. I voted for Roosevelt. Oh, we all did back then. <laughs> so Taiwan took over. Correct. What about the radiation of the 40 fat men? Is, was that not a problem? No. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> the Taiwanese are too used to the... <laughs> I was going to say it's because the Chinese are dogs. And that only humans are affected by radiation. But I think that might be a bit of the Taiwanese propaganda that's leaking out of my mouth right now. So I need to kind of call myself. There's mercury in your water. There's mercury in my thermometer. You don't... You don't... <laughs> Good you don't... one. I don't... <laughs> I'm very... <laughs> I'm very topical. <laughs> witty retort to your, your mercury you witted just like your brother <laughs> um i i've i've also stumbled upon this after i there's something with like thyroid activity like hey if you want to measure thyroid activity take a underarm temperature in the morning midday 
and at night, and then it's supposed to be like X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 based on how well your thyroid is working. And all the things that say, hey, you should do this with a <laughs> thermometer, like, get your mercury-grade thermometer out. And I'm like, these haven't existed since I was, like, seven. There's, there's a, something happened when we were about seven or eight. The digital age. Yeah. Where they disappeared. But they were so... They were everywhere. When we were little, where they shouldn't... When, you know, in the time frame of our lives, where these existing and them posing a danger to us, they shouldn't have been nearly as prevalent as they were. Maybe it's just a, a Noah Fitch family issue of we never throw anything away and Pega just retired from Mayo? however many years ago you know prior <laughs> 15 years and she kept hundreds of these mercury thermometers that were then given like my grand great 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 grandfather giving farms to his children peg then distributes the mercury thermometers to Which her are kids a big threat yeah to children they're after dangerous. her kids they're wedding gifts that peg gives to her children knowing they will bear children and that shove this into your baby's anus and they'll be fine yeah if, the, if your baby squeezes hard enough, they'll get superpowers. <laughs> if they can squeeze their butt together enough to break the mercury out of the thermometer, they will get superpowers. And I mean, that's that, why they stopped them. That would be such a cool story. You talk about, you know, Spider-Man having differing origin stories. or like, wow, he can shoot it out of his hands, but now he needs to build a gadget? What the fuck is with that? <laughs> I think, I don't know what his superpower would be. It'd be the Spider-Man, but... You'd shoot webs out of your ass. That, that, that makes more sense. That's more biologically if that's if he appropriate. Got his power from the mercury. Yeah, I don't. I think it's. It might be too. I don't think they poop out webs. I think there's a separate hole for that. Like a, a chicken with eggs. Yeah. Yeah, chickens have ears. I didn't know chickens have ears. No. Well, they're not. I knew ear, they have ear holes. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, birds they have are to weird. hear somehow. I guess birds, chickens aren't birds, right? They're dinosaurs. Why was everybody freaking about that? There's so many internet trends that that really weren't addressed that should have been brought up, like chickens being dinosaurs, and somehow this shocked people. Well, they mentioned that in um, Jurassic Park, I think. The first one. Yeah. When they're explaining how with Newman. <laughs> I don't know if he's in the first one. Is he not? It's been a million years since I've seen that movie. Longer than the dinosaurs have been extinct. He's been—he's the paper boy from Full House. You know what they say? I know that he's the paper boy from Full House. <laughs> I'm aware of that. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about his other job at the Jurassic Park. The thing, this is what I... <laughs> at the Jurassic Park. I like that. <laughs> what about the Triassic Park? Um... I, the thing that I I just hate, and it's it's so deep, with like a pure hatred, it's like almost indescribable, is when people bring up things as new information that they just learned that I won't say just you and I know, because we're so smart. And <laughs> so, the smartest people on the planet. So ahead of the curve that no it'd be unfair. But <laughs> Anything we most, find out is new information. Like... It's something that the dumber half of everyone we know knew five years ago. You find people bringing that up to date as new information. Even, like, the stupidest people you've ever talked to are aware of this. Yes. And the dinosaurs had feathers thing. Every year, there's somebody that's like, hey, they're not all just skin. They were, like, bird-like. They had feathers. I don't... Uh. 
that's just the one of them. Throughout this journey, you know what's another one? <laughs> You're gonna agree with me. This is the most prevalent thing you've ever heard. Okay. It's super shocking to everybody when they find out that turkey has tryptophan in it. Oh. It's like the biggest revelation Don't, anyone's oh ever, God. <laughs> ever come up with. Oh, I forgot. In relation to the thyroid thing, the. <laughs> The tryptophan thing. You don't realize that tryptophan is in everything. That's why everyone's it's so an amino tired acid, all the time. And it's 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 really ba- it's really prevalent. I won't say bad. It's really stressful to your body to deal with it because it, it screws with your amino acid profile. So whenever I have a lot of protein, I'll have uh, beef gelatin with it to balance the amino acid profile. And tryptophan's in eggs. It's in muscle meats. It's, I just, it's not turkey. It's not just turkey, but it... But is it in turkey more than it's in other things, or is I it like the equivalent of eggs? I think it's eggs. Eggs, I want to say, is the most tryptophan-dense. Turkey eggs. Oh, they do lay eggs. That's <laughs> sick. <laughs> you know they taste awful, because they're never in stores. Wait a minute. This is... We're... <sighs> Everybody knows I just turkey want some has turkey eggs, and I want some whale milk. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? I, apparently, I, whales are supposed to be terrific for you, also. But now it's it, I'll, I'll, once again in quotes the the Chinese. You know who knows if they exist? I think they're fake. You've yeah. convinced me. Well, the it's like the um, what is it in Skyrim the. The Falmer are the snow elves that were enslaved by the Dwemer. That's the the Chinese are the the snow elves to the Taiwanese. You know, if so they the, were the Dwemer, so the Taiwanese are just torturing. So the Chinese the are still around. Legally, no. Legally, they're all dead. The Taiwanese say, "Hey, they're all dead." Correct. But in reality, Literally. they're alive. Correct. They're just enslaved. Yes. And like, there's no possible way anyone's gonna. Maybe governments know. But yeah, they maybe, won't tell anybody. maybe, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the FDR polio thing. I mean, you can't they can't admit they were wrong? I mean, especially America about knows something. that they destroyed China, so like they yeah. at least got to know something's up. Correct. Okay, that's fair. But then you put, I, I and there must have been a mutual hatred of the Chinese. I guess that's I mean, how throughout you justify history, it. everyone's always hated the Chinese. That's why they got them addicted to opium, right? Yeah. That what there was. Oh, that's another thing too. The little niche one-off events in high school that we learned about that are completely f- useless today. And I know I know high school is just a daycare, and I get that. And I... Like the Punic Wars in sixth grade history? Isn't it Pubic Wars? Don't, Jared. <laughs> don't, because that was the funniest part about the Punic Wars. It was so close to pubic that I, I can't believe we get to be in school for this. This is hilarious. You're not allowed to say that. Yeah. I remember in sixth grade, this, I'll, I'll tout this one. John Fitch invented the steamboat. That was in sixth grade history. And everybody looked at me when they read, when Miss Davis read his name. They're, they looked at me like, hey, that's you. You know, that guy is your great, great, you know, upteenth grandfather. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, I knew him. Why do you think my name's Noah John, <laughs> John Fitch? <laughs> Do you think it's in there twice? You fools. Because <laughs> he's so popular. He's so prevalent in my family history. I have to check. That's why I have a steamboat on the farm. Oh, John Fitch was so much more than the steamboat inventor. 
He didn't even have a middle name. This guy is antithetical to who I am. <laughs> John Fitch was an American inventor, clockmaker, entrepreneur, and engineer. He is most famous for operating the first steamboat service in the United States. So he didn't invent the steamboat, but he did Same run the service. Ah, oh, this might change. Maybe he did invent it. Let me see. I'm starting to think that you didn't ever even make the pubic wars joke. <laughs> I think you made that up. Oh, he did inv- <laughs> He did invent it. Okay. He invented it and he ran. That, that's fair. If you build this steamboat, you you're probably well going to run a steamboat service. Yeah. You're not going to just be like, look at that. Look it's at really good thing. at going down the river and it just sits at your house. This might be you're helpful not just to gonna, someone. You're not just going to push it in the harbor and leave it. <laughs> of course, <laughs> you're gonna, of course people are going to want to use it. They want to give you money to use this. You're like, no, I just want to look at it. <laughs> Sorry, this is not for use. If you had a guess. What? 27. No. Okay. What are my other choices? Uh, it, it, the first successful trial run of his steamboat, what was its name, was made on the Delaware River on August 22nd, 1787. In the presence of delegates from the Constitutional Convention. That's cool. Don't know what that means, but it's cool. The delegates of the Constitutional Convention is yeah, what it means. I, what the hell's the Constitutional Convention? So you're asking me what the name of the steamboat was? Yes. 27. Is that not right? It's Perseverance. Perseverance. Close. That's how it's actually pronounced. I looked it up earlier. It's perseverance. Is it? Yeah. Why do people say perseverance? Is it like the what's that? Look uh, at it. Look at it and see, tell me if there's a second R in there, right? When you're saying per. It is perseverance. Ser- it's perseverance. Yeah. That does sound more British and like eloquent True. than perseverance does. What is the other word? We were talking about this. We were. Of course, you're not gonna like this, and you 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 always get, you always get mad at me. Because I can see where we were when we talked Don't about this. Don't even say it. I'm going to get seething if you mention anything. And I, there's another common thing that people say that's not actually... Tomato. Oh, I'm really good at rubbing hot sauce in my eyes. I thought it's... Like, it's not... You didn't wash your hands after you ate it that? I didn't eat it. I cleaned it with a knife. And I dipped... I doinked my finger in to get the stuff on the rim. Yeah, and you didn't wash your hand after that? No, oh apparently not. According to my left eye, apparently not. You got polio eye. <laughs> oh no, this is what happened to FDR. Oh man, it's... You just ate all... Don't touch your eye more. I, I'm touching it with a non-hot sauce hand. <laughs> I, I have two designated hands. You can focus on the, the pod. We. Can... Oh, that's that's... It's another of the world's small pleasures of something that just is... It doesn't really hurt. It's just annoying, but fun. <laughs> I think Putting more hot people. hot sauce in your eye? No. Forgetting you touched hot sauce with your hand. <laughs> and then you think accidentally more doing it. Touch hot sauce and then forget that they've Wrong. It. I think more people need to focus on the fun of going through bad times. <laughs> F is for friends who do stuff together. Everybody forgot that classic American tune. Everybody remembers. Probably not. Yankee Doodle Dandy. I guess I don't. He stuck a feather in his crotch <laughs> and called it Michael Randy. <laughs> he did have a pony, though. And I think that's where you, you lose that, me. Well, that's the whole I, no, thing I, where people uh, like people will talk about it in a different context. And they're like, oh, when they say he had a pony, they're actually just saying he was gay. Yeah, it's like how the he Matrix... Was just riding a gay man in the town. <laughs> <laughs> of course, everybody, this is what happens. This is what happens. It, it happened with the the Taiwanese. It happened with every historical figure. Is uh, they're all trans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
all of them, apparently. Like, it, Norm MacDonald was the one to recognize that Bruce Jenner, at the time, we didn't know how great his achievement was, but we thought he was, you know, a gold medalist. But we didn't know that that man was a woman. And that makes his record even more astounding. True. And once you realize how gay history is, <laughs> in a literal sense, you come to appreciate it much more. That's why the, uh, the no, Greeks you, and the Romans all died. It's because they were too busy having sex with each other. I think the Romans didn't, but the Greeks really <laughs> overdid it. That's they did for, it for that's both so, of them. Yeah, that's... Whatever. Is the problem... My problem with you saying Yankee Doodle is gay is it provides me an uncomfortable truth that Yankee Doodle is a person and not just a drawing. He's a doodle of a Yankee. I, I'm sorry. I can't be the only one with that interpretation. People J.K. And, Rowlinged and unnecessarily retconned his sexuality for no reason. When she's like, hey, Ron, actually a handicapped black man. You know, <laughs> you know J.K. Rowling, the, I think it was Time Magazine who had, uh, it was some vote, it might have been like, Britain of the year, or whatever. Not the country, but the B-R-I-T-I-O-N. <laughs> How they use the, to describe a citizen and the country is the same word, just different spelling. And they use the right form of English. <laughs> Fucking blow me. What a joke. But they, they had a poll of top Britain of the year. And it was removed from the internet after J.K. Rowling took the lead. Because she is now a... She was too pro-gay. And she didn't realize there was a, the 2012 thing happened, where you can't only be pro-gay, you have to be pro-every-TBQ+. Yeah. And she's now... I, I, I don't appreciate say, that when you said that you skipped L and G, because that's the gay part of it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you just, I, don't, I don't know. I picked the letters I don't know. No, TBQ+, is the rest of it. That's not... Plus is just everything else. I don't know. There was a whole there was a My, whole thing with the um, the pedophiles where they wanted uh, yeah they the said, MAPs the yeah, minor attractive they said persons plus includes pedophiles and everyone was no it doesn't yeah <laughs> sort of the opposite happened with J K Rowling where she was so pro L B and G, G that <laughs> but she, she wasn't forgot, TQ plus she forgot about her the rest of the diversity alphabet and what a sin that is because she is. Not a, nobody's allowed to talk about it anymore. About it in like it includes her and the Harry Potter series of like maybe Hermione was a non-binary <laughs> number four. I my problem this is <laughs> this is maybe what I was trying to shoehorn in is non-binary doesn't just mean people who identify as the number three. Right. I thought it meant people who identify as numbers not being zero and one, and it doesn't. <laughs> I just I want that to well, be logically, addressed. That's what the definition of it would be, because that's what binary means. Is it's it because there's too many numbers? Not two is in T W O, but T O O or T O. Maybe there is T W O many numbers. Well, yeah, there's an infinite amount of numbers. Yeah, but especially too many. Yeah, because bi apparently you can't. I th the problem is I think people also identify as binary, and I've never met a number zero or a one. Well, zero and one would be uh, male and female. Okay, which is which? 
I don't know. Is the zero the hole? So it's a woman. Is that yeah, how? Yeah, yeah. And then we a one, really, yeah. So yeah, we really baby step because I no joke. That's how things have been done. Like the female end of an outlet is the one without the the little metal prong thing. It's where you put the other outlet in. That's true. So th- that's okay. But what? So everyone that's invented anything ever is just <laughs> constantly thinking about sex all the time. I want to invent something so universally repulsive from a lab that it. It cures racism and sexism and whatever ism you want to add. I want something to be so low on the existential totem pole that we all hate it. And (laughs) nobody helps me with this. I'm at home just slaving away and I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) And I've reached out to, to scientists and chemists and more chemists. I don't. I think the chemist thing. I should stop. I haven't reached out to a biologist, which is a problem because everything I make ends up just dead. So it's hard to hate. It's hard to you hate might something. Want to talk that... to a zoologist. What about a cryptozoologist? Do you ever have books on that? No joke. I something was so wrong with my upbringing. Like besides the the, the trauma and abuse and stuff, the just the the non vanilla things. There's very odd little intricate things. I think are probably just kind of interspersed in people's childhoods that make it unique. But in third grade, I had a, I would assume before third grade, I had a really, was really into aliens. And cryptids, as someone into aliens might say. Correct. So tread carefully. (laughs) And um, I, it was one of the last days of third grade in Mr. Mateka. That's got to be a check name. (laughs) There's like 40 J's in that bad boy. (laughs) I remember my dad, we got back from conferences. I said something about Mr. Mateka, and he said, Mr. Majackass? (laughs) It's the best thing. It's still a funny joke now, because it's like his name makes no sense in any language. Mr. Mateka's last name is the name form of what I want to build in my lab at home for a being we can all hate. If that clears up the image. But Mr. Mateka, last week, uh, third grade, left a book on my desk about aliens that he found in the media center. That he's like, this guy's going to want to read yeah, this. Yeah, he'll love this. It was every, every grade, this is a universal thing, of every grade has a very, very off person. Yeah. Or even the Who weird Who just kid. disappeared, like, the last however many years of school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he makes it 75% of the way, boom, gone. Face of the earth, nothing. No social media, no contact, nobody knows him. Anybody you met prior... Even the teachers whose class he was in that knew this kid forgot about him. They don't know what you're talking about. And you start questioning, oh, am I? Am I? Did I imagine him? Well, maybe everyone got men in blacked. You think? He joined up with the the alien agencies. Yeah, that could be. And everyone got zapped, but it didn't work on us enough for some reason, where we almost forgot about him. I had, speaking on this alien thing, like, the, the, what I'm trying to get to about this cryptozoology thing is I don't... The fact that I knew that word, and it's not bragging in a pretentious way, but why the hell would a child know what cryptozoology is when they're in fourth grade? I had this stupid book, just random facts. And it's talking about, like, the, there's, like, the eastern dune worm or something like that. <laughs> it swallows travelers, and it's all anecdotes from stoners who just died in the desert or something <laughs> like that. They're not, tripping. But they wrote the thing first. Yeah. yeah. And... There was a section of that, this little book that I lied to people about, because I didn't know what was cool back then. Mm-hmm. I said it fell down from the sky. So what? The book says, like, do not read on it. 
and you open it up, and there's just a bunch of weird stuff. And then there's a picture of these aliens. Aliens, in quotes, are probably Chinese people. You know, <laughs> who knows? Who knows what they are, you know? More Taiwanese <laughs> propaganda being voiced. It's everywhere. And I would, I'd lie to these people. These people, my classmates, let's give them these some people, honor. Yeah, they're <laughs> these, terrible. They're these awful. idiot fourth graders. <laughs> None of them are as smart as me. And I, I said this book fell down from the sky, as as things do. It's hard from. Well, I guess you can fall down from really, and it didn't just fall off a ladder. It's not like it's I out of an airplane. Besides the point. I digress. Drops finds it in my yard. Open it up, and there's a bunch of top secret information I'm not supposed to know about. And it talked about cryptozoology in one of these sections. And I remember we opened it up to the alien part of the book. And the, the, the alien, of course, of course, doesn't know our American customs, has the gall to be nude. Oh, my God. And we said, look, where's this alien wiener? Whoa. And, oh, oh, oh. and I'm like, you're not. Those are another batch of idiots that just don't know the anatomy of an alien. I just I just wanted people to appreciate the alien and not sexualize the alien. And I think fourth grade's pretty early to be doing that. Even though we're giving the puberty talk in fifth grade. Fourth grade's still earlier than yeah, that. Yeah, especially uh, you're sexualizing something that it's it's... It doesn't exist. Well, but was it hot? I, it was like two feet tall. It was that dead. That changed the question. <laughs> no, I don't think it was conventionally attractive. But was it unconventionally attractive? I think from a purely exotic standpoint, yes. Of, of, of like rarity. Okay. You know, a human outlier aspect. It's like, it's not even on the human outlier thing. It's not even human. It's a two foot tall green thing whose body weight is 80% head. <laughs> of course it's hot. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> How could you not say that's hot? I think cryptozoology might be the longest word that you know. Whatever that volcanoscopic something osis. So you don't know it. Anti-disestablishmentarianism, that one. That's such a cop-out word. That doesn't mean anything. Really? That's the cop-out word? Yeah. Really? Do you know what anti... If you follow through with anti-disestablishmentarianism, it means like establishmentarianism. There's enough negatives. Yeah, it just all cancels each other out, which just basically means part of the establishment. It's not a real word. I mean, I use it in my day to day. Do you? Yeah, my daily journal. Use it in a sentence. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've never used it in a sentence. I just, I just say it a lot. <laughs> it's, it's in my inner monologue constantly. <laughs> I spelt anti-disestablishmentarianism. As a word in bananagrams against my grandfather once. There's no way. I'm not joking. I peeled? That's when you... No, I dumped. Dump is when you take a letter and you put it in the pile and you get three more. And I just cycled that bad boy. And I got it. That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, maybe to somebody who doesn't know a longer word. Oh, you <laughs> think I don't know a longer word? No, I'm, I don't want to play this game. I'm scared already. You're <laughs> <laughs> some real word. I know the You're the, the volcano, volcano word. You're the one who taught me the volcano. If you word. if you want to hear a long word, I know the volcano word. That's so ominous. That we both can just call it the volcano word. Numano ultra microscopic silico volcaniconiosis. It's the volcano word. That's well, also well, another cop out word. If you define that word, it just means like volcano cough. If you define that word, it actually just means like it, you inhaled copper. Or something like that. Like That's it's, way better. It's, it's way easier it, to do it at a volcano than it is to do it like a sheet metal. It's a, it's like it's a medical term. You ever get in trouble 
and you walk into like the automotive recycler and just start sucking on the copper. <laughs> what are you doing? You're gonna get whatever the whatever you just said. I don't I don't know what uh, it actually is that you're inhaling, but um, I know it's most common. Scopicosis or whatever. You yes, said. <laughs> yeah. You whenever you inhale scopicosis gas, yeah. that's when you get it. That's why you never hear about it. No one inhales scopicosis. Well, it's because it's the FDA really down on the scopicosis gas that they'd given children's balloons and stuff in the, the 50s. That's why they use helium now. Yeah. That's what, that scopicosis gas was in the, um, Hindenburg. Oh, that's why it fell? Because it had volcanoscopinosis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it had the volcano where it got sick. That's, that's the thing is they didn't know it could transmit to objects, like steel. I think you most commonly, I don't think it's actually gas, I think it's a dust that just gets stuck in your lungs. Yeah, silicone, yeah, that's what you get, that's what I told uh, my uncle I was worried about, like, two years in of uh, doing stonemasonry. Mm-hmm. Or my I chest tightness, because I pulled some muscle in my chest, but immediately I'm like, oh god, I have siliconosis, or whatever, silicosis, I my uncle like, gave me the, the Dwayne Johnson, like, one eyebrow raise. Of, like, I've been doing this for long, twice your lifetime, and I don't have that. There's no way you have it after two years. <laughs> but, okay. But, yeah, you get it. Uh, it's mostly minors that get it, I think. Well, not What young is having people. to be under 18 do? Okay, <laughs> not, okay. Not, just to clarify, okay. not young people. <laughs> that would be... It's that's... only the young people on TikTok these days where they go into the... the car junkyards and suck on the exhaust yeah, pipes. No, my my version of contracting the disease is caught on. And nobody goes to volcanoes anymore. That's what happens with this COVID lockdown stuff. Yeah, well, the You ch- restrict movement, kids start going to have fun at the automotive recyclers by sucking on copper. The, Before then, they went to volcanoes. The TikTok trend actually started in Hawaii, is why. People would uh, go up to the... Uh, and just... Yeah, they'd go up to volcanoes and just... <laughs> And then, and then, not everyone has a volcano near them. Believe it or not, I know I mean, you do, but not a, everyone does. What a simple pleasure <laughs> that's being ruined by this, this the gall of this dust. <laughs> Remember when volcanoes weren't dusty? My grandfather would tell me about stories of him going to school as a kid. His school was in the volcano, and at the bottom of the valley, after he's already walked downhill, uphill to, both ways, to then walk uphill yeah. to school, there was a volcano. It was a caldera or something. And he would tell me about how crisp and clean the volcanic ash in the air would be. And there's no dust. He didn't get some scopicosis. No <laughs> scopicosis gas. None. None. But now it's it's everywhere. Every volcano has it. Even non-volcanoes have it. Mount McKinley. That's the worst. President Mountain. I just, I'll go, I'll say What's something What's wrong pretty, with William McKinley? Pretty brazen. He was so cool, but the mountain kind of. Ruined it? You think he was really cool, but he didn't deserve a mountain? I mean, why did we stop? The problem is we found everything, or we've named everything. You know, it's not like something cool. Where's, is, is Everest in Nepal? Yeah. You can't, see the and president India, of, right? yeah, I think so. The Himalayan range, yeah. I think, is right there. And probably Pakistan. The Pakistanis that listen to this are going to get very mad, because, you know, India's like, that northern ridge of India is also like honorary Muslim territory or whatever. <laughs> they, they, they just hate each other. They look exactly the same, but they smell different and they will die for their differences. And I love, I love that. But it's, you couldn't have the president of Nepal, Pakistan, India. Say he cures cancer, literally cures cancer, finds the cure. It's like, oh, it's cheese. 
it cures cancer. He finds this totally... The problem is they were never milking the Indian cows, and they started, and it's, oh, wow, anti-carcinogenic, holy cow cheese, cures cancer. You couldn't change the name of Mount Everest after that guy, even though morally I think it's just to do so. The problem is everything's discovered. What was Mount McKinley called before William McKinley? Mountain. I think it was Mount Denali. I think. I think. I actually think there's a name for it. I think. I've heard that. Yeah. I can't believe I knew that. Maybe I knew that. I have to... Maybe you aren't full of yourself and you are a little bit smart. Mount... (laughs) You sound like my passive-aggressive father complimenting me. Your father's never complimented me. Denali, also known as Mount McKinley. (laughs) Its former official name. Oh, now it's known as Denali? Why'd they change Mount McKinley's name? Cause he, oh no, the opposite's happening. He wasn't pro-trans. Oh no, but William got, Denali was. <laughs> he got J.K. Rowling off of the mountain. Also known as Mount McKinley. It's former official name. Huh. When I, I was 10, it was... What happened? This was very recent for that to have had changed. I, it, that's a really weird thing to just decide to change the name of a mountain. Ooh, the U.S. Geological Survey is um, unlike the U.S. government, and they can admit when they were wrong. Because on September 2nd, 2015, they announced the mountain is 20,310 feet, not 20,320 feet, as measured in 1952. <laughs> so they corrected it. They... It's like, okay, so we have better technology now, so we have to rename the mountain. Uh-oh, there's a Lyndon Johnson Lyndon alert. Johnson Lyndon Johnson 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 our patron saint and our savior, Lyndon B. Johnson. I forgot what his stupid middle name stands for. I don't know what it stands for. Like, like Bellinor. <laughs> Bartholomew. <laughs> Is it? I thought Baines. B-A-I-N-E-S. It's not like Jefferson Davis. Everybody knows his name. His middle name. Finnis. At Jefferson Finnis Davis. I was going to forget that. Lyndon Johnson declared the north and south peaks of the mountain the Churchill Peaks in honor of British statesman Winston Churchill. Do they ever think that um, mountains can get taller over time? They changed it in 1975. The Alaskan Board of Geological Names changed the name of the mountain to Denali in 1975, which was how it was called locally. Then why have we ever heard of McKinley? Because that was there. They they called it, they all called it Denali in 1975, the people that lived around it. But we didn't know that. We are like the rest of the U.S. population thinking China exists in this regard of like, we didn't... The Alaskans knew. The Alaskans are the U.S. government in this. You know, they know that it's called Denali. Why doesn't the American government ever tell us anything? It, like, it's not even like hiding that is going to help yeah, us. Yeah, we're in the information era and <laughs> nothing's told to people. What a joke. Yeah, it doesn't say when it was known nationally. Hey, that's odd. Ah, Barack Obama changed it. It wasn't, the mountain wasn't Barack black. Barack Obama did a lot of stupid things. The mountain wasn't black enough, it says. <laughs> is that what it says? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's after he visited it. That's even... Announced the name Denali would be restored in line with the U.S. Geological Board designation. Oh, he just agreed with the... Barack, that's actually pretty cool. Barack Obama's like, hey, this isn't what they call it, and they live around this thing. Maybe Let's we should change it to calling. Denali. So he's just like, hey, this isn't what it's called, guys. Yeah, he found The American it. He's government's the only... not telling you this, he's but I will. He's the only president. Even though Sarah Palin ran, she was Alaskan governor, ran in 2008 for Republican candidate. Didn't tell the American people. She probably could have won based on that. Is hey, where I live, this mountain's not called what you think it is. Boom. 
90% of the vote, right? Oh, she's willing to tell us the truth? Obama, only person. Probably because he's not, he's like, whoa, snow? I don't know what that is. I'm from Chicago and, like, Kenya or whatever, you know. He's from Hawaii. Same thing. His brother's from Kenya. He has a really, really funny brother who has a Twitter. And you wouldn't think they have indie, uh, internet there, but... Is his name also Barack? It's close? <laughs> I don't know. But Barack Obama's like, hey, Alaska sounds cool. I'm gonna go to Alaska. Since 1975, since they changed it, all the presidents are like, screw that D-list state. I'm staying where, you know, there's ivory teeth. I don't know how people identify the White House, whatever. <laughs> That's what they say. That's actually what they call it. And Barack Obama goes, and he's like, hey, what's that very tall... Are those the Churchill Peaks? It was like, <laughs> Mr. Obama or whatever. They, everybody freaks out. Obama, like, you can't say that Whoa. up here. And then he's like, it's not... We don't... Nobody listens to the U.S. government. It's called Denali, not... Not Mal McKinley. And Obama freaks out. And he has to tell everybody. He gets on his Twitter. Good guys, meeting now. Did did everyone know about this? Why didn't anyone tell me? He's like, he starts a global group chat. That's that's the new fireside chat. Is that what he... Because he, the president has the ability to send out like the Amber Alert to yeah. everyone in the country? Lost the remote. Please help. <laughs> Never, goes, yeah, I would abuse that. That's why everyone so in America much. got that message. I said, guys, it's called Denali. Let me explain on CNN tonight. What a true patriot. <laughs> I mean, how many more things of American history aren't talked about like that? Probably a lot. Yeah, if we know one of them, that the fact that Taiwan is huge... And not only does Taiwan exist, China doesn't. That's true. That the mountain... Oh, man. Is it just, like, Asian secrets that the government's not telling us, or is there other things that the government's not telling us? I would say Oriental secrets. Sorry. I know you like to be politically correct about Oriental. That was the... I can't remember the... On my great-grandfather's draft card for World War II, it says, you know, your race, and it says white... Negro, and I think Filipino. Instead of Oriental, it said Filipino, which I think is more specific and not... I don't think that's a better... Whatever, it's not... If, if you're good, Filipino, that means you're from the Philippines. Yeah. yeah. What if you're... That's like the FDR talking in the draft cards, where he's like, oh, all of them must be Filipino. They all look the same. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> FDR's dirty polio eyes. Are you kidding me? And then my great-grandfather obviously marked down Filipino, and the rest is history. And then he wasn't accepted I, into the military. I don't know, yeah. I don't know why they tried to draft a 48-year-old farmer. You know, it makes sense, like, he sends stuff to my grandfather and his brother. Because they're, like, 20 and they're ready to, you know, kill some Nazis or whatever. Like, hey, is your, what's your dad doing? <laughs> I want to meet that dad. <laughs> You'd think that the farmers would be able to get out of it because they're, like, an essential worker. yeah. Yeah, but no, my, I, I don't think my great-grandfather would have gone, because I think he was still doing, it's just like, it'd be right out of school. Like, Ross, obviously, they'd be helping out on the farm, but they're only 20. Of course, you're not going to take my great-grandfather. Like, he's the guy that knows how everything works, and, like, polices the farmhands around and stuff like that. You're not going to give that farm to a 20-year-old. But then my grandpa got out of it for some weird, like, knot in his leg or varicose veins. <laughs> He shot himself in the foot like everyone else. Yeah, what a true patriot. How many <laughs> how many familial stories do Americans have where, oh, yeah, we would have killed some Nazis, but he, he had one arm. 
<laughs> Some people went further you than see, others. You, you see a picture of like 1950s. Here's my grandfather, both arms. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> did not did you not tell me that story about the one? Oh, it, it grew back. But that's that's how well people healed back then. He cut off his arm because he he had the smart idea that if everyone wanted to get out of the war, they'd all shoot themselves in the foot. So if America had to pick, they'd pick the people who shot themselves in the foot instead of the person who's missing an arm. Uh, So it gave him one extra layer of protection just in case. (laughs) It's how Mr. Sark on Machinima Respawn on on Inbox said he skips the whole, what are you going to do in the stage of a, a blackout? You know, what's your bug out plan? Brownout happens? Immediately goes to cannibalism. <laughs> you don't play any of that middle game stuff. You go right to the solution of how bad can this possibly get? Let's start there. And he thought about that. And he's like, okay, I what would I rather have two legs or two arms? Probably two arms. So that means that one of these is going. <laughs> Shoulder high. Not even not even elbow. He, who needs it? <laughs> you gotta you, commit to r- it. Yeah, right below the shoulder. It's gone. Then through non-GMO, organic foods, real stuff, healing, power of God, sense of community, all that good. In a blackout. All the good traditional stuff. Yeah, and I, that's the cool thing is back then, no electricity, you don't have to worry about a, a blackout or even a brownout. If the electricity in my place goes out for five minutes, I'm already looking for somebody to If eat. you don't eat my leg <laughs> within that time frame, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> Or at least bring it up over over candlelight of like, hey, do you need that? <laughs> Would you be alright if I had that? Yeah. Just not, I, I understand that it's not going to last very long, but I want the entire leg. <laughs> Thigh down. Humans have got to taste terrible. But before we go well, into everything the... everything of meat tastes like chicken, that's what everyone always says, right? But about the grandfather who cut his... That honorable patriot, the familial hero... Who was wasn't born with one arm, but cut it off to serve his country, but still by had feeding it by them. He served bed. them agriculturally, not by yeah. dying for to kill the Chinese, Chinese and Japanese. I guess in quotes, Chinese wouldn't be yeah. Well, known the Chinese, to us. the Chinese were around back then, barely. <laughs> they were being they were no, they were put in train cars and sent cross continent by the Taiwanese. Correct. So most of the Chinese actually survived the nukes. How do you think they have the influence or the, the such a powerful, I guess, yeah, global influence of sweatshops and all that worker, that manpower? Because the Taiwanese is propaganda. I thought all the Chinese were basically extinct. No, they're enslaved, essentially, in these the factories. The entire population How do you China? think you get your Nikes? Yeah, it's way worse. <laughs> it's way this worse. This is worse than I thought. Yeah, it's way worse. Humanitarian-wise... It's way worse than, like, the stuff they tell you now of, like, oh, China has some of their own citizens. Wrong. China doesn't exist. And if it did, it'd just be enslaved by the Taiwanese. And the Japanese are, like, really confused. They're like, why is everyone saying that they bombed us? Yeah, Japan's weird. That never that never happened. Why does everyone keep saying that that happened? I think that's why the whole anime thing took off is just a distraction. <laughs> Guys, we gotta People were getting we gotta too get... close to the truth. We gotta get the attention office. Let's just start drawing big boob women. <laughs> and it worked. If we get all the, it worked. If we can get the all the nerds <laughs> to stop doing research. All the people looking into this, we need to distract. 
what the nerds like but are afraid of. Women. And then boom, they figured it out. <laughs> but after your grandfather cuts off his arm, to go back to this for the umpteenth time. Seven. Probably. Umpteenth. Mm-hmm. Can't, um, can't go into another thought train. No, no, hang on. Umpteenth, I think, is a an actual word that just means a lot. I think that's the actual definition of it. Okay. That's better than a number. That's a pretty non-binary definition. Ooh, I'm getting good at that. Ooh, you're not going to get canceled. <laughs> Whew. And everybody, family for years, is like, wow, that grandpa was nuts. I can't believe he cut off his arm. Or I can't believe he didn't have an arm. People wondered what happened to it. He never talked about it. People thought it was from the war, funny enough, but that's how he didn't get drafted for the war, is he didn't have an arm. There's tons of lost familial history. <laughs> And I'm saying this is an archetypal figure in most families. Of course. This isn't just one person. Every family has the one-armed grandfather who just spookily, five years later, has both arms. What? That's not talked about. It's because he has PTSD from the war he avoided getting drafted for. Because he had one arm. It's scary stuff to avoid a war. He lost his arm in the war he didn't get drafted for because he had one arm, but it came back after the war he didn't serve in. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I want people to bring this. <laughs> All right, continue on. Uh, that's about it. That's, I'm, that's what you wanted to say. <laughs> I'm just saying this needs to be, you need to talk, people need to talk to their parents about this. Like, why did grandpa for a five-year period have one arm, which is conveniently when the draft was happening? And this was a super common thing during World War II. Oh, yeah, yeah. You go to church and see tons of young men with one arm. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> happened did i miss a did i I miss a memo so the the question becomes did did anyone ever actually shoot themselves in the foot to get out of it or was that just like a downplay of the arm cutting off that was the vietnam thing oh and then people really didn't get the message in vietnam and they actually would stare at the sun and then they would go blind They'd get polio eyes they would do the one eye thing because they're like well i need one of these i already got lasik you know vietnam right that's why we went there to get the little drops you put in your eyes for LASIK. Yeah, because the have Vietnamese invented LASIK. <laughs> of course they, they did. It's a Vietnamese word. And America word. said, we need that. Yeah, what do you think Vietnamese, or what do you think LASIK stands for in English? Good eye. Correct. I'm surprised you know you're Vietnamese. I'm very fluent, actually, in so Vietnamese. We, we go there, and all the soldiers are drafted. Like, hey, I have LASIK. I need the eye drops, and I don't, but I don't, I'm not going to die for it. Like, how do I get out of this? And they lose their vision so fast. Because their eyes are so good, because the LASIK. And they, they just, boom, cover up one eye. Doc, I can't see. They ship you back. And then, because this is how blindness is cured, put in the LASIK drops and after your fine. friends die from fighting the war in Vietnam, your eye's back. That's that one genius. was easier to hide than the arm thing. And problem no is, is everybody documented the arm thing. Yeah, that's which is really weird because everyone still had their arms. Yeah, post- World War Two. Yeah. Now they're back. Now they Patrick Star. But the the blindness thing, like the government's aware that the LASIK drops heal blindness. Yeah. So they're like, well, that's not weird at all. That's pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Of course. And it's not. I don't think it's close. I wouldn't stare at the sun and hope that your LASIK drops, which I think you can only get after having had LASIK surgery. I think it's very. I couldn't. You know, what's another reason you'd get LASIK drops? That's pretty much what they're for. For LASIK? Yeah. Post-surgery LASIK. <laughs> you're like, hey, I need some of these. Are you blind? Well, no. if you think about it, after you get LASIK, you are blind, right? Isn't that how that works? Your vision sucks for like, 
I don't know. Yeah, you're you're partially blind after An LASIK, hour. and then the drops heal you. I think it's just because you wait. You just well, the drops also the heal, they heal your blindness. That so. is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> after you get through the blindness part and your eyes start working, the drops do help. Maybe you're onto something. Maybe we're maybe Vietnam was onto something. The Vietnamese knew, and that's why they protected it with their lives. That's and they won. How did we get the drops after the war? Then? They, <laughs> we lost. Wait a minute. The goal wasn't to win the war. The goal was to take the drops from like camps of Vietnamese. From the rat holes. Because they'd keep them underground because the humidity. Exactly. We, we wiped out some Vietnamese and then we... Some? We didn't kill all of them. We <laughs> lost. True. It's still a country. We, we wiped didn't... out some of the Vietnamese okay. and then we grabbed their LASIK drops. We grabbed enough where they'd be able to chemically reproduce it. The LASIK drops, they ha- they make them have sex with each other, and then they come out with little baby LASIK drops. Like almond milk. Right. Great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the they, they send them back to the airships, and then we left. And that's why we lost the war, because we kind of just airships? abandoned it. Yeah. This is the Brotherhood of Steel? What year do you think this is? The airships? 2012? When did the Vietnam <laughs> War happen? 2012, of course. Oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. 2014. I, I don't know when I it happened. I always get the year wrong. <laughs> I get the year mistaken. But they got back in the airships with the LASIK drops. We went Says back airship to... airship again? Oh, bold. Oh, oh unnecessarily brazen How do you suppose they got back without airships? Did they walk? Oh, like air... How come that never took off? Wait a minute. I guess the hot air balloon. I'm already kind of figuring this out with my, my stellar brain here. If you could take the wind... And make a sailboat and just scooch across the on the ocean. Yeah, you couldn't do that to fly. Well, it's hardly a scooch. What do you mean <laughs> it's hardly a scooch? It took them like four months. Yeah, I would hardly call that a scooch. That's a long epic. Yeah, but they're like it's like when a dog has to poop and it's it's scooching its butt across the carpet. It doesn't it's go little... four months in length. You've never <laughs> met my dog. He's constantly constipated. And he is a good example of how we scooched across the ocean, where Columbus did. Not we. Speaking of hot air balloons, did you know that there's only 14 Zeppelins that exist still? Still today? Yeah. Of that time period, or modern Zeppelins? Just, just Any? Zeppelins, yeah. Good. There's only 14 that exist, and like almost all of them are... German. Uh, advertising blimps. Oh, <laughs> like NASCAR blimps. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What happened to the Zeppelin? Everyone realized it's outdated and it's stupid. Hey. Sorry. Is that how they got back from Vietnam? Is it in a Zeppelin? If your airship, if your brazen usage of airship has any basis in reality, probably. I would consider a Zeppelin to be a type of airship, yes. I typed in Zeppelin. That's that's a company. <laughs> There's 17. Did you say 17? I said 14, but 17 sounds right, too. Modern era. Let us see. Wow, in uh, 2014, or in 2011, Goodyear placed an order for three Zeppelins. From it's who? A, it's a huge order. That order is so big, it's worth mentioning on the Wikipedia. So I, <laughs> who it, made the Zeppelins? Um, Lead? Replaced their fleet of blimps with Zeppelin NTs. Oh, it's like the, the, the non-fungible token, but it's, miss, it's, it's a non-token. They missed the other letter. <laughs> it's, not, yeah, it's not a it's, token, it's a Zeppelin. Oh, no. They're often used for sightseeing trips. I mean, what? of course. Often? The There's internet, 17 of the them. The internet has ruined everything pure in the world. Remember when you couldn't just Google stuff and you had to take a Zeppelin to go look at 
mountains or whatever. Remember when you had to just take my word for it that there was 14 instead of proving me wrong? I just wanted to know. I don't want to prove you wrong. I, it doesn't, it almost sounds like it's too much. Doesn't 14 seem a little high? Because those three Zeppelins on that Wikipedia page that were made in 2010 said they operated from 2014 to 2018. They're not even around anymore. Where do they go? Museum. What do they fill them with? They're probably in a museum. Where? Smithsonian. Are they deflated? No. They're fully flated. They're in the airship area of the museum. They do have those. Right next to the Wright Brothers plane. So that's it. I think that is the problem. I think we figured it out. The Zeppelins take up way too much space. We're not talking about the Hindenburg size You think... Blimp. Are you saying the Hindenburg was smaller or bigger than the Hindenburg? The Hindenburg is blimp? way bigger. Was it? Yeah. Zeppelins still aren't... Zeppelins aren't that big. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? How big do you think a Zeppelin is? I think... Cubic feet. Cubic feet. (laughs) I think cubic feet, a Zeppelin is less than... 200 cubic feet. There's no way! Are you kidding? You jeffing me? Well, I I might also just be really confused because I've never measured a Zeppelin in cubic feet before. I mean, sorry for this amateur, folks, who hasn't done the old measure with his father. It might be more than that because if a Zeppelin was 200 cubic feet, that would make it 20 by 10 by 0 by 1 foot. (laughs) (laughs) So maybe it's bigger than that. Maybe it's 1,500 cubic feet. Well, luckily, there's no way to tell. Oh, my God. It's 794,500 cubic feet. I was close. You were. And the Hindenburg? They're huge. The average date is 240, or the average length is 246 feet long. What are you? That's not even that big. They're massive. I can walk that many feet really quickly. It's, it's not even an airship. It's a semi-rigid airship. Where you get a number built? Seven? What? <laughs> then how are there 17? This is the most popular kind. Oh, so there the are Zeppelin NT ones. is some fake German word. I, I'm kind of glad this died off. I'm the not. problem is, is, I wish the Zeppelin, maybe not, I wish the Zeppelin would overtake the hot air balloon. They're much cooler and easier to control. Yeah, the temperature aspect of the hot air balloon really wasn't anything I took. Are you saying cooler like... Heel-wise or cooler, yeah, like, temperature-wise? I wasn't saying cooler, much complaining. colder. I thought you were really had some deep-seated anger about hot air balloons over the fact that they're hot. Zeppelins are cooler and they are colder. There we go. We need that We need that second word. When you're in the Thanks, hot English. Air, when you're in the hot air balloon, you're standing in fire. I don't know how hot air balloons work, but you're really close to fire. Yeah, I think you're right. And then you have to, like... Hug. You have to hold a bag of sand. But it gets really cold because you go really high up. So the, yeah, that's a stupid idea. So the fire is actually balloon? probably nice. That's a stupid idea for a mode of transportation. No, but that's what the fire is for—is to heat you up. I, I think, like to sit inside the balloon where the flame is like expanding the balloon and making. You have rise a chair up. in the the balloon part, not yeah, the basket. Right. And you have like a little rope that you hang on to from the, that somehow isn't. Pulling down on the fabric of the balloon. <laughs> it's a big balloon. It is a big balloon. I I just the gall of people. It it it's fitting though. It's fitting of the people that own hot air balloons, that the first day of spring just 
first day, 7 a.m., ooh, it's going to be 45 out today. You know what? We're <laughs> going to show off these stupid hot air balloons that we have. We're going to take them out. Winter's over. Haven't you heard? The Boom. snow's almost melted. Everywhere in the sky. What are you doing? But I think I think it, that it might. It's annoying as someone who doesn't have one. But I think that is objectively the correct way to use a hot air balloon. If you have a hot you air balloon, you have to use it you're, as you're much as possible. Waiting for the time where All you, you can think just about. pump it up. Only thing you're, that takes place in your thoughts. It would be. Can a we take her out today? Cool pastime. If you're the guy that owns and operates the hot air balloon, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Maybe they're going on. I'm just, I'm just I think jealous. I might get a hot air balloon. I'm just jealous of everybody that has a hot air balloon. Let's be real. People that rent one and ride in it, that's lame. Yeah. That's un, that's unfortunate. Yeah. But Put I think you should have one. Put on your big boy pants and buy one. Like should, everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Buy one and don't rent it out. That's a real power move. I'm going to just start applying and not applying because they're shipped to my house. I will start accepting every credit card that gets sent to my house. And you can have enough credit to buy a hot air balloon. Correct. Minimum, Doesn't matter if I'm in debt for the payment, rest of my life. Yeah, minimum payment that bad boy into however much percentage more of total credit debt. You might also be, be able to get a payment plan on it, too. How much do you think they cost? What would you name your hot air balloon? You're supposed to name a hot air balloon? No, but I think we'd have to. Uh, it would You'd have want to yours pun. to be better than everybody else's. Yeah, it would it have, have to have a, cool a name. Pun. It's um, hot air buffoon. There you go. That's the it's like a race horse. You'd have to give it a, a sort of thank you, <laughs> a sort of race horse name. Cost. Let's see. Forty five thousand dollars. Wait, I think it's more. You think it's more than forty five thousand dollars? Oh, this sucks because you type in hot air balloon cost and everybody wants you to um buy one or rent one. Yeah. Hundred bucks. Inflatable hot air balloon. Do, 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 do. They're really popular in India, which isn't going to help. India or Indiana? India. Okay. See, everybody is just asking how much a ride costs. We need we need to get off this amateur hour search and get to the real, you know, hot air balloon heads. How There's much does be it a cost? Forum for that. There we go. The coldwire.com has a 2020 article. Oh, this is way cheaper. What the hell? The average hot air balloon costs for a small two-person is $22,000. You'd want a three-person. The right? four-passenger ones average 35000 over 45000 These prices include fuel tanks, gondola, and instruments. So I actually nailed it. It also does not include any ground equipment. Huh. Don't you need that yeah, to land it? I assume so. How do you land a hot air balloon? Wait a minute. Why would you ever land? I want... Whoa. You want to stay in the air forever? Yeah, I want to, if they can refuel planes, you're telling me I can't have somebody come up to the hot air buffoon and give me a bunch of propane or whatever fake gas they use? I mean, I guess you could. The Volcopicosis gas? They do refill hot air balloons with Volcodinus nonus gas. Yeah, I bet you'd hate that purchase. Immediately after seeing that number leave your bank account on a serious note. Having a hot I bet air you'd balloon. buy that because you'd never use it. Yeah, you'd immediately be like, "Shit, <laughs> I gotta start a hot air balloon rental company now." It's the only option. Yeah. 
That's Nobody... why everyone does it. No. <laughs> they bought it on a whim, and they're like, God dang it, how do I recoup the cost what of this? What do I do with this stupid thing? <laughs> no one's ever legitimately bought it thinking it was a good business venture. It was a down payment for a house. <laughs> <laughs> I could have bought now a I decent have this car. stupid balloon. <laughs> That I can only use two weeks out of the year. Because oh, either it's too cold or it's too windy or the weather's not good. I would Rochester, Minnesota homeless people it. Coldest day of the year. Cardboard sign. Take that out. It's the high is like negative six that day. We're going up. Everybody would be like, oh, that's the guy. There's a philanthropical rich man hidden away in Rochester, Minnesota. He'd probably be named after some floor in the Mayo Clinic. Because that's... Little He's named peeve. after the floor, not the floor is named or after Or whatever, him. the building part. <laughs> no, that's, that's He's the 13th named floor. after the building. <laughs> you think that's Mr. 13th floor? Yeah. I, I am Colton 13th floor. <laughs> that actually doesn't exist in Mayo Clinic, because non-profit, greatest hospital in the world, can't pander to people who are superstitious. Of course. Or they pander to people who are superstitious. Which is funny, because the 14th floor is actually the 13th floor. Can't bring that up. Or, the, they should have just that's built actually a thir- misinformation they should have built a 13th floor and then just not used it it'd be helpful to have yeah just don't have it on the elevator yeah i don't know how you get there stairs nope it's not handicap accessible that floor i think you should only put handicapped people on ron the weasley floor. can't get there isn't that isn't that like go to pier 13 and eight ninths or whatever <laughs> the, the stupid fraction is and then run into the wall <laughs> <laughs> And nobody that, ever wonders why they disappear. That had to be a, an early red flag for J.K. Rowling's mental health. But like, she wants children. To run into a brick yeah, wall. Yeah, I guarantee you people have gotten hurt doing that. That might actually make it better. But, what I was saying, every little uh, section of Mayo Clinic, allegedly, before we get sued... <laughs> you don't want you don't want to mess with the Mayo. No, non-profit, you know, never make any money, that's all, you know, whatever. All these buildings, you go to like the Eisenberg building, and you're like, ooh, who is this? Was he a really good doctor? And I was like, no, he was some rich piece of shit that donated like all of his lifetime earnings to the Mayo Clinic after he died. Instead of they, giving it to his family. Because they gave him a Band-Aid or something. Yeah, all <laughs> of the buildings are like that. It's, whoo. And I don't know who the Mayo building is named after. Beats me. Probably um, the condiment. Whoever came up with that. Heinz? No, then it'd be the Cranch building. That's fair. It's called the the Cranch Clinic. What's that? Ah, uh, there's a meme. I'm gonna talk like a, a fifty year old, sixty year old mom for a second. There's a meme like, "Oh boy, humanitarian horrors beyond my comprehension," or something like that. <laughs> like man made horrors beyond my comprehension. There's a quote based on that, and I think the Cranch building. Part of Mayo Clinic is that you think floors so? flooded with cringe. <laughs> it's that's not, the thirteenth floor. That is the most eyes wide shut thing I've ever experienced. You've been there. Nobody talks about it. Of course I've been there. How do you think I get these cool socks? My medical socks all come from the cranch floor. <laughs> that's how you get them. That's where they store them. <laughs> I don't know why. It doesn't make sense. That's where the souvenir shop is in the Mayo Clinic. Oh, it's not a good design. So you're like, oh, that must be. Senior Cranch, when they see that hot air balloon, coldest day of the year, it's Senior Cranch. It's like a Nacho Libre, but with, it's it's a hometown Nacho Libre. Yeah. Which I think Nacho Libre already is, but it's, you know. Different hometown. Yeah. 
Correct. Like St. Cloud used to have a uh, Superman. Correct. Yeah. If you know that, of I course. Know about everybody the you probably told me about that. I hope he's okay. Turns out Superman's weakness? COVID. <laughs> what a joke. Some people might say that COVID is Superman's kryptonite. <laughs> oh, we gotta buy a hot air balloon. We gotta start a Patreon. And there's no there's no real rewards. It's just it's we have to tell everybody. That the rewards are just for. We need this terrible purchase now. That's what it's. it's uh, if you want to hear the best podcast ever, give us $45,000 and we'll do all of the episodes from the hot air balloon. That would be a bad podcast. We, we couldn't even, we could just light the, we could have the sandbags out, light the fire so you get the nice ambient background noise and do it like that. Couldn't hear us talking. I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah give, give me forty five thousand dollars on the Patreon. Yeah. It, so, but I, can you do? I don't think you can do like money goals on Patreon. I think you have to do monthly goals. But they know they're like, where are the exclusive Patreon episodes? And they're like, wait until you get your goddamn, and you know, you get your friends and your family and your grandparents in here funneling money to us, and we get enough for the hot air balloon. Those are going to be the Patreon episodes. And everybody's going to be like, oh, he has... Yeah, the free-to-listen people, they don't get the, the balloon episodes. No. Uh-uh. No, the patrons have to pay for that. Maybe the free-to-listen people get the balloon episodes, but we're on the ground when those are done. Yeah. The patrons get the... In the air. Yeah. Yeah. It's only fair. We... I hate... I hate that we actually have... We've talked about hot air balloons before in, like, depth. Like how we were gonna wrap it in tin foil, like it was a it was a potato, and we'd wrap the balloon part in tin foil. And I I don't know if that if it would go up very high too quickly, or if it would if it would just what if you were, the problem is that I don't think you can structurally have the whatever that silicone actual balloon part. I think you'd have to make that part out of tin foil because otherwise it'd melt that part if you had it around something. Yeah. So you could do like a wood frame, not like solid wood, but like, you know, just like two boards crossing over, tin foil around that bad boy, and then you have your baked potato balloon. <laughs> baked potato balloon. I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. I don't know what you'd do with it. Well, it's the you'd hot air buffoon it. 2.0. What happened to the first one? Well, we still have the first one. That's the rental one? Yeah. Uh, That's the one where we're trying to recoup our losses on the, buying. Those, those, <laughs> the while we're doing one, that, we bought a second one. We 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 tell the patrons that the money's going to a hot air balloon. We buy it, and then immediately after buying it, we regret it and start building one that's better, <laughs> which we could have just started with. Well, the embarrassing thing is since Patreon is is month to month, it's just a recurring payment system. We we get them enough money to buy the hot air balloon, but then we keep getting money, so we have to keep buying hot air balloons because that's oh, what that money is used it's, for. It's like those um, like car graveyards in Arizona where they're like, "What are all these cars doing here?" And it's like, "Well, they're junk, and they're not junk, but they're in the sand or something." They're like, what the hell? Why is there a field full of hot air balloons <laughs> that are always deflated and never put in during the winter? <laughs> why is covered this? In holes. Yeah, why is this in Minnesota? You could make that a pokey stop. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> could make that a pokey stop. That would be talked about. That'd be like the 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 Nazca lines of where we live. Yeah. That would be so impressive. Thousands of years and they'd would they be eaten? Is the question. 
if animals know what a baked potato properly prepared looks like, <laughs> they're all going to be gone. We oh, it wouldn't even be that good of a landmark. <laughs> it would degrade very have, quickly. We'd have to put uh, an, a permanently looping episode, or at least a clip of the balloon part of this episode. That way, people know on speaker around on Soviet speakers. Yeah. You got megaphones yeah. everywhere. Correct, it's blaring that, and they they probably wouldn't speak the language we speak now. It's like listening to um, whatever. 12th century British. You can't understand anything. Like, what, what they say. I, I don't know. Maybe. It's it's like a uh, Borderlands, the world, world's largest bullet. Yeah. It's like that, but I guess we, we'd be dead, so you wouldn't make any money. And there'd be a lot of them. However many hot air balloons you can fit on. It doesn't matter if you're making money if that's your legacy. If that's a cool thing that you just did. I think at some point it turns into, but is it cool? It's it's almost this, it's well, almost cumbersome. Well, here's the deal. Like it's, two balloons in. It's a cool <laughs> idea when you're two, three balloons in, and then you yeah. get fourteen balloons in, and everyone goes, "What is he doing?" <laughs> you get way too deep. You and then, keep and, but balloons. then you get seventy balloons in, and everyone goes, "That's cool again." So yeah, there's a there's a solid yeah there's a solid fifty balloons where it's you're just the weirdest person that's ever existed. But after that point, it's insane. You push through the societal pressure of like well, exactly is he is he a vendy? Because <laughs> that turns global, you know. Everybody associates the weird high school kids with vendy everywhere <laughs> around the world. <laughs> you get through the vendy stage of hot air balloon collecting. Talk about a very just powerful item to collect. What do you collect? Stamps? Pussy? I collect hot air balloons and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have, you definitely be, I, that shows definitely shit canned from TLC, but my strange addiction, just put away. If you bring that, they bring that show back. That's how you get around that problem. They're like, what the hell? Somebody's buying 88 acres worth of hot air balloons. In Olmstead County. And he can't stop. And he vocally hates who he is and what he collects. <laughs> like, we gotta interview this guy. It would start off with the the narrator. He would be like, some people collect one quarter from each state. This man collects hot air balloons. Yeah, <laughs> like, what is, where's the connection there? <laughs> What's the quarter thing have to do with anything? At some point, I think it turns from collecting into hoarding. It's, it's no, all, not if it's all one thing. But the problem is, is you... If it's all one thing, it's not hoarding. No, people can hoard stuff. But but it's collecting because they're all different. Are they? Yes. We're going to run out of hot air balloon designs. No, you buy them from a bunch of different states. and you can. I bet you there's custom hot air balloon maker people. Like websites. You go to like <laughs> customhotairballoontea.com or something. <laughs> Get your custom hot air balloon, <laughs> balloon.com. And it's, you get a discount if you order 50 at once. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we get really into that in a way. We're already done almost. We got the balloons, we just need the baskets. I wonder how much space a hot air balloon takes up acre-wise. 200 could, cubic feet. You could probably fit. The thing is, they kind of deflate the balloon part back into an area. I feel like you could cram, you're definitely not supposed to, but I feel like you could cram the... the the flappy balloon part back into the basket. I don't think it would fit. Mm. You could definitely put some of it in there, but I don't think the entire thing would fit. Close enough, though. That, but that shows how compressed they can be. Where it's it's yeah. got to be in the thousands. Even if it's completely out hundreds of air, of, maybe not hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of hot air balloons. That's a lot of money. That's only 
$45 billion. Oh, man. Maybe it, it might be worth it. No, you. I don't know if it, it's better to justify... We'll just get more money from the Patreon. $50,000. I think you could buy the shittier two-basket type. If you're, but the problem is... Because you're not riding all of them. If you're buying the two-basket type, you can fit more. Because they're smaller. Oh, no. Well, you kind of can fluctuate between them, I think. Idea. You're collecting hot air balloons, so you're going to get some of the twos, some of the fours. I need to change my name to Mr. Cranch. i got to change my last name. i gotta make. I got to learn Spanish so people think I'm Senor Cranch. Is, is or being, i got to start hanging out with Spanish people so they can get that community behind is me. Is being Senor the Spanish version of being knighted? Like being Sir in England? Oh, that'd be cool. Your senor. I think it's just really... The Spanish queen has knighted you. <laughs> the Spanish queen. This this has got to be some hidden racism thing, but it sounds like an animal. It's like when I... Like, like the English queen or the British queen. You can see the old bag of bones, you know, who's immune to death. Yeah. But the Spanish queen is like a, a very scary type of bee to me when you say Spanish queen. That's funny, because if I think of just in general African king, it's like, it's a lion. The king of Africa is a lion. Not not every individual country, Africa as a continent, there's one king. It's because Lion King has ruined that. I don't think that's racism. I think that's propaganda via childhood animated Via the Taiwanese. Where do you think that was animated? In China. Hollywood is owned by the Taiwanese. (laughs) Nobody talks about that. You go to Hollywood, they're everywhere. What are all these Japanese people doing here? Because you still think like FDR. Bollywood's the, the only, like, free Bollywood. source of information in the movie industry. That's why I only watch Bollywood films. True. I don't speak Hindi, but I'll watch them. There's, like, 12 Bollywood films ever that are in English. Slumdog Millionaire in English? That's the only one I know. Yes, but I don't know that that's even a Bollywood film. I think it takes place in India, but I don't think it's a Bollywood film. I feel like Indian films, or at least Bollywood films, that are subtitled to English have to be given the Immortal King treatment of subtitle quality, to where it's just awful. Or oh, yeah. Not awful, but enough I bet for it's a not native good. English speaker to be like, I wouldn't talk to somebody on the street that spoke to me like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would call the cops if somebody went up to me. They're having a stroke. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking. So they smelled burnt toast, <laughs> and they started speaking like these subtitles are. What a, that's good thing. That's the next like earthly generation of powers: India and Bollywood films that'll carry any species to the moon. <laughs> we've already been to no, the moon. No, I'm saying we've out once again. Taiwanese propaganda. We've never been to the moon, but we think we have because the Taiwanese said we have. Correct. Okay. Why do you think there's Taiwanese food places everywhere? On the moon. That I do not know. About. I don't think we made it. I don't know. But India will get there, and then they'll tell us. There's probably a cow. There. You go up to the moon, and you just see a bunch of chicken vindaloo places, just like in the the sea of tranquility. Yeah, not even the good. It's not. It's the non-spicy kind of chicken vindaloo. And you're like, what the? Who the hell made it up here and brought this piss poor excuse for food? They get no income ever, but they don't have to pay taxes, so they can keep it open indefinitely. I bet that guy renting out those spots on the moon's making tons of money. Oh, yeah. That guy's got to be dead. No. You don't think that guy's dead? Didn't no. he start doing that in the 70s? Selling parts of the I think he's moon? still alive. You think he's still alive? Yeah. Let's get him on the podcast. Let's Track do it. Track him down. He's actually an avid listener. Yeah, <laughs> like schizophrenic frequencies. <laughs> Are you kidding me? There's no way. I don't even know how you'd find that guy. Guy selling moon? 
I think that was in the 70s. Maybe, maybe if it's in the 90s, I do believe he's still alive. Mr. Hope selling established 1980. We are the leaders in moon ownership, extraterrestrial real estate, and the only company in the world to be recognized to possess a legal basis for selling and registering extraterrestrial properties. So he was definitely, I feel like only a young person would think of doing that. An older person wouldn't do that, right? Yeah, because old people suck. Yeah, exactly. That's my, <laughs> that's, that's the, we're on a similar consensus there. So he had to have been in his late 20s or early 30s. So if it's been 40 years, he's definitely still alive. This guy, Dean Lindsay, made claims for all extraterrestrial objects on June 15th, 1936. So I don't think that's the guy we're talking about. But no. that guy, definitely dead. Isn't there some treaty in the Geneva Convention or something that says you can't own the moon? Yeah, the moon treaty? It was... It, was, it forbade was... private ownership of extraterrestrial real estate. This, the, this agreement has not been widely ratified for only 18 countries having ratified it by 2018. So only 18 countries have decided, yeah, we're not going to claim the moon. But those are the only 18 countries that have been to the moon. In reality, none of them have been, because India's going to be the first. Because the Taiwanese are Correct. propagandizing All everyone. All back to the Taiwanese. They've been selling since... Oh, no, they bring up the Lugo, or the legal loopholes. The Lugo? The Lugo, that's what it's called on the moon. The Lugo loopholes? We ship worldwide. They have ambassadors in Japan and South Korea. Funny enough, not Taiwan or China. See, it's, it's even here. His name's Dennis Hope. Oh, you get Martian deeds, Mercurian deeds, Venusian deeds. Oh, I bet this keeps going. Jupiter moons, moon Io deed. That name's not. Why would you want that? Sea of Tranquility, lunar property, moon rabbit. I hate that this person made money off this. I maybe not. I don't hate that he figured this out. I hate that people actually bought it. Yeah, about. It's impressive that he started it. It's impressive that it's not shit-canned by some powerful financial entity. Dennis M. Hope, 1980. Yeah, I think he's still good. That's a pretty recent picture. He looks... Oh, no. Dr. Dennis M. Hope, CEO, Celestial Executive Officer, Galactic Government, <laughs> a.k.a., in quotes, the head cheese. What? I, we gotta get this Now guy. I do hate him. Just because he attacked cheese? Yeah. I can't stand for it. Cheese is my life. What a winner. I think that's what another great politically correct person to bring up on the first podcast is George Zimmerman. And after George Zimmerman got whatever he got away with killing Trayvon Martin or whatever you want to call it, I think he started selling Confederate flags on the internet. And he lives in a mansion now. He's just rich. And he capitalized off of like real racists thinking, oh, this guy, you know, he knows... I, but. I think maybe the act of selling Confederate flags after you controversially shoot a black kid might speak to if you are or aren't racist louder than your actions do. But this this guy, luckily, was able to get away with the, not George Zimmerman, obviously. Dennis M. Hope gets around all these loopholes and starts selling the moon. And he's I hope he's just way too rich. I, I hope this is one of the top Bitcoin guys. And, you know, nobody knows. I guess yeah. we know his name. But we don't know his, you know, his, his internet. You can probably look up his net worth. Oh, I hope it's right above Bill Gates. Do <laughs> you think he's richer than Bill Gates? I mean, Bill Gates doesn't do the hot air balloon thing, so he doesn't have that much money. That's fair. Okay. He made $10 million selling pieces of the moon to Tom Cruise. He sold 2.6 million acres to one person. 
He sold parts of the moon to Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, and George Lucas. He has now made more than 11 million selling acres of the moon. Customers include George Lucas, George W. Bush, and Hilton Hotels. I mean, what a legend. That's terrific. Maybe he has the top cheese. Yeah, this this might be the... This is the guy that Wallace and Gromit looked up to. Literally. I don't they looked he, up at the moon. It's never said he lived there. He's definitely been there, otherwise he couldn't just claim it. Never mind, he set up his own state. It has a constitution, a congress, a unit of currency, and even a patent office. This doesn't tell you that everything's fake. If the Daily Show with Jon Stewart can make some religion and they had to stop because somebody sent them horse semen, this guy can do that same thing with saying there's a government on the moon, and there's a congress, and there's a patent office and all that jazz on the moon. It's all just BS. Don't believe anything. And I guess that that insight of don't believe anything is probably what drove this guy to be able to have the balls, the cojones, to pull off <laughs> selling parts of the moon to celebrities. I think people were just dumb in the 80s. I, I like, think they're really still stupid. dumb. Yeah, people are, yeah. The office star, <laughs> no, I'm getting pulled into terrible clickbait. UK news. It's like a, it's an article... The Pac-Man got arrested for a DUI. Todd Packer? Oh no. What are we gonna do now? He's 59. If you're drunk driving at 59, I hope you kill yourself. I, I, how, how boring. He didn't read one of those road signs that says, don't drive if you're drunk. Yeah, whatever, drive sober, get pulled over. They're never that simple. Drive sober, get pulled over. <laughs> yeah, whatever they say. The cop pulls over and goes, why haven't you had anything to that, drink tonight? <laughs> yeah, that old adage, that's how things work. When people were buying parts of the moon, that's what the commercials would say. <laughs> Click it and tick it. <laughs> if I see you sober driving and wearing a seatbelt, you're going downtown. <laughs> if anybody's worried that they don't have any value or self-worth, just know that there's people that write PC pop culture articles that are way worse than anything anyone can be. Hey, I write that. It just lists his name and his age and then a list of everything he's been in to really fill out that article. And I'm like, oh, how stupid. Because he's someone that nobody cares about. Yeah, that's that's like the only way you're going to get a, a view on that article. You have to put all the fi- all the stuff he's been in because nobody knows who he is. Yeah, you put a picture of Todd Packer and Dwight Schrute in the thumbnail and then say, Office Star, arrested with DW or DUI. And then they're like... Dwight Rain Wilson's in trouble? No, whoa, what happened? Like, oh, it's Rain Wilson's like the one. coolest guy ever. Yeah. He's not going to get in trouble. It's the bald guy. Wow. <laughs> he was drunk driving. He was 59. in four episodes. Shocker. The Pac-Man? <laughs> Everybody's favorite. Can't watch that show anymore. I guess that's canceled. Just got to really put my Peacock membership down the drain because the Pac-Man's drunk driving. <laughs> what a joke. I think that's a good capstone. Right here, yeah, just to just remember, I guess, the the entire story, if you just were to condense this down into one sentence, I would say, uh, nothing is real, China is fake. Yeah, Taiwan controls everything. Taiwan is the powerhouse of the FDR's world. it's FDR's fault. Don't feel bad, like, for your relatives, or now you're aware that Taiwan runs everything. You should let people know. Yeah, forgive your enemies for they know not what they do. Forgive your enemies and keep your friends closer. And every Taiwanese person is your friend. Until they're not. Yeah, it's what the Chinese thought. Exactly. I think that's perfect capstone as everyone will grow love. Because you're not going to start off loving it. Because it's not not easy on the ear. (laughs) Is one of the jokes from 
The Reader's Digest Treasury of American Humor. Also, some of these are British. Not that I have anything. I do have a lot, actually, against British. But not... As a, as a media figure, I don't. Okay. We don't really need to talk about it right now. I think it, should, it will be addressed in more detail. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, so what I was saying is that I don't think the British ones really hit home for people that grew up patriots in real sons of As America. have we. Yeah. Two young sailors who had just reported for duty in Hawaii were out on the town on their first liberty. At a lo local nightclub, as a bevy of attractive girls were performing the hula in their traditional grass skirts, one sailor leaned over and remarked to the other, Man, what fringe benefits? <laughs> Is that the whole thing? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the best I joke I've ever heard. Better. Treasury of American humor. Those hula girls probably have scopinosis. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Oh, see, folks, it, it comes back around at the end of the day. Oh man. <laughs> the the one thing I am worried about is the next section. It's called Wives GIs, and there's got to be some really closet racism hidden in those <laughs> nonsense. Remember the page, but I'm not yeah, listening to it now. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, no problem. No problem. You can Everybody put that receipt in there. Everybody, yeah, there we go. Make me touch a piece of receipt right now. I have cancer. Thanks. Scopinosis. Yeah, 